Hey y'all, you already know it's fall and our fave time of the year, am I right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what that means, it's time to get spooky-ooky. Spooky-ooky. Everybody clap your hands, clap, clap, clap your hands. Okay, sorry, I'm done. Oh my god. (laughs) I do that from time to time. Everybody loves that song. Okay. Remix. Okay, sorry guys. Um, I'm just so excited because today I am continuing with more haunted dolls. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) We waited a year for this. Uh, Welcome to Haunted Dolls Part 2, everyone. Oh my god, barely? What? Yeah, yeah, I know. There are so many. And the last time, uh, back in April of last year in 2021, I covered a, a few super creepy dolls, but we have plenty left on the list. Oh, good. And I'm by myself <laughs> right now. So this oh, is by myself. Perfect. All right. Um, okay, I just wanted to like touch quickly on it, but yeah. Uh, Please. I don't know if any of y'all have heard of – this was, like, maybe, like, a couple of weeks ago that this happened, um, and I forgot to mention it uh, last week, but there was a girl in Montana who – okay, so, first of all, in Montana, you can kill wolves, but it has to be, like – first of all, you have to have a hunting license specifically for wolves, and mm-hmm. – um, it's only whenever they're trying to like um, what's the word Con- control populations or something. Yes, control the population. Populate. So mm-hmm. yes, so um, there's like a whole like thing on that or whatever. But um, so you are allowed to kill wolves. You just have to have a license for it, and it has to be like within a certain right time or whatever. But um, so this girl in Montana, she post on facebook that she killed a wolf pup and she has like her trophy pictures like this Mm. she's holding this dead um Mm. animal and she like skins it and she lays out the pelt and the head in the back of her truck like you know like you would uh for like a tiger or something you know like (laughs) so you look at the pictures and you can clearly tell that it's a fucking dog you're fucking lying no it's a husky i just sent you the fucking link she she says she mistakenly did it but she and then she like goes back and says she thought it was a hybrid but in her post she said wolf pup so I don't know, but so that's was also her thing. She said because it was smaller than a regular wolf, she thought it was a pup. No, but it, you can, you can clearly. Did you? I sent you the link. Did you see it? It's that damn bun. It's too fucking tight on that head. Fucking <laughs> pinheaded bitch. I don't. But like that. oh my god, dude! I I was like scarred for life seeing those fucking pictures like if you click on that link if you click on the top picture you can like see the other ones that she posted but and it just gets worse and worse but um it's so unsettling she (laughs) i mean everybody on the internet fucking doxed her because of that and she 
ended up getting investigated by like the game wardens and stuff and come to find out that she did not have a license. She got it the day after she killed this dog thinking that they like just, just to like cover her ass, but she, it has the date on it. It was the day after she fucking posted that post. So, um, and then come to find people were like, well, why, why was there even like a Husky out there? Somebody had dumped like, a group of huskies Aww. out there and a rescue had like corralled all of them except for that one dog. It like, they couldn't catch it mm-hmm. and it got killed. And I was like, what the fuck? Wow. Like, like I couldn't even, <laughs> I can't, but I was so fucking deeply disturbed. And I, I just, mean- I just wanted to remind you that there are fucking still dumbasses out there. I can't believe that she thought that was a wolf, though. I mean, in the scope, like maybe when she was shooting at it, but then to go ahead and post it, like no one in her circle of friends was like, you just killed a dog and you cannot post these. Yeah, and I think that's how it, that is how it got like so big because her friends were like, you are a fucking idiot. (laughs) Wow. And she was with her boyfriend or whatever he is to her. Like, he mm-hmm. didn't tell her. Like, nobody – like, I I don't mm. know how mm. – that she seriously thought afterwards, like, I don't know. If you accidentally kill it, okay. But, like – Yeah, I would feel really She bad. posted about it and made this huge – like, I just can't. Um, I I guess the only silver lining is that it was no one's dog, you know, like, imagine, imagine if someone's dog oh, got loose that oh, day that she been, was out there. Uh, that would have been a fucking I mean, even hybrids, I mean, I know hybrids, hybrids exist and stuff, but I mean, that looks like a damn husky. Poor thing. Yeah. I hope it was quick. I hope, I hope she didn't have to like go up to it and finish putting it down or whatever. Yeah, I don't even want to. Yeah, well. But that was the fucking sadness at the top of the show. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're scared at the end of this, just remember to be mad instead with the beginning of yes. this <laughs> topic. Mad. Wow. Interesting. Well, I mean, hunting will always have some kind of like taboo around it in general, but that is something else right there. Absolutely. Hmm. Well then, that is that, and that is in Montana, and the whole doxing thing too is a horror story in itself that, I mean, I I like the idea that idiots can have like some kind of vigilante justice, but at the same time, it, it it's a little bit much. Yeah, sometimes it goes too far. Because it's not just them. I mean, if she has kids or if she has a family, like it's going to be a fucking problem. Right. <laughs> Aren't you that kid whose mom killed that dog? Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. Well, good luck to her. And um, I what I, I that now I'm questioning what happens to the pelt. Do they have to confiscate it? I don't think she can just keep it. It's not like I don't know. That's a whole thing. Well, not only did the <clears throat> game wardens investigate, like she because of the doxing, like the cops got involved and they could charge her for animal cruelty. Right. Instead, 
because all they could really do for the game warden side is that she didn't have a license. Yeah, true. And that's the only because I mean, she tried to be slick about it. Yeah. So that's the only thing that she could really that's the only kind of thing that could be done to her. But I don't know. And I haven't seen um, like an update on that either. So she nothing may even happen. Jeez. So let's get uh, spooked by dolls then. Jeez, yeah. People, keep your dogs inside. (laughs) Keep your dogs inside. Jesus. People are mean. There was this one lady. I saw a video a while back. She, I guess they called her a Karen or whatever, but she was, I forget what her issue was, but she was having an issue that a dog was at a coffee shop outside at a little table along the street. And she was talking shit about why do you have your dog here? And then she tried luring the dog into the road where there was cars <gasps> and the dog almost went, but luckily they like pulled it back or whatever. But I was like, Oh my, oh gosh, my God, I would have fucking gone yeah. to jail for assaulting that bitch. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm going to look for it right now so that I don't just uh, spout a bunch of, rumors but she did there's a video of her uh to yeah there it is woman attempting to lure dog into traffic downtown karen this happened in july of last year but the the videos made their rounds on tiktok so everybody was talking about it again earlier this year in lower manhattan a uh (laughs) he wasn't a he was a target of an attack by a woman who has been dubbed downtown karen for her harassing behavior the Mm -hmm. woman has been known to target victims specifically Asians near South Street Seaport for a while. Two recent incidents were caught on camera where the woman can be heard spewing racial hate and attempting to lure the victim's dog into oncoming traffic. What the fuck? She's clapping her hands and running onto the FDR, and it didn't work the first time, but the 58-year-old woman got the victim's cockapoo boba to run to her the second time. Andy Kung says he stopped by the heliport to adjust his puppy's collar on July 3rd around 9.30 a.m. when he was accosted by the woman, telling me to go back to my country, take Boba back to my country. Boba and I are born and bred New Yorkers. We don't have another country to go back to, so I don't know what she's talking about. Um, A bystander got involved when she heard that comment and asked why she was harassing the man walking his dog. She then made a comment about the dog not being on a leash. Oh, that was her issue. They weren't even at like a anywhere. They were just walking, but he was off leash. You put it out there that you can insult someone who is of Asian descent and then instigate the dogs to run in the middle of the street because of your own principle or whatever reason. Uh, the bystander said, who are you? Leave these people alone. Yeah, but the video is just so crazy. Oh, she said I no dogs on the grass. Fine. She just kept going. Yeah, she would just she just did not care. She was laughing too. She was like acting smug. It was just horrible to see that people can be so evil. Imagine if that dog had been hit. Like, she needed to go to prison for that if that happened. Dude, for real. Oh, my God. I seriously would have fucking – I would have gone to jail for murder. I would have thrown her ass into traffic. Mm -hmm. I would have – I would have killed her. I would have killed her. I know. She was just trying to give him a lesson, like, oh, put your dog on a leash. But she was just being racist, so that was the bottom line. But, yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't even have – (laughs) <laughs> I would have been more mad about the dog than her yeah. fucking spewing racial shit to me. Like, right? I know. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll fucking go fucking back to Mexico, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm fucking not from there. But you know, <laughs> yeah. 
I'll go back uh-huh. there once I fucking kick your ass into traffic and you go straight Real. to fucking hell. Once Jeez. you go back to where the fuck you crawled out from, bitch, I'll go yeah. back. I'm telling you. So I, I'm not sure what the if she's still down there harassing people or or what, but that was that. Moving on from the the dog horror stories. Oh my goodness, got me all fucking fired up. Fuck. Well, I don't. I'm not really sure how to transition into this, but <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no, you're good. I wanted to discuss it too because um, there's a lot of crazy shit happening in the news, so it's good to discuss. And we were just talking about like how important it is to train dogs. Cause if someone tried to call my dog into the street, I don't know what they'd do. And so I need to fucking get a hold uh, on that. Oh, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I almost killed my fucking neighbor for trying to kick at my dog. Like, Oh hell no. And that That's was a, my bad on my part because she fucking ran over there, but she. Mm. And yeah, people, some people don't, they're not familiar. Like, with dogs you know some people put their hands out or they start acting crazy and the dog is you know trying to predict your emotion so uh my neighbor has wreaked havoc on my dog's mental state uh francis whenever we lived in leander i told you how there was a hole in the fence and when francis would be barking at the neighbor he would like shove a broomstick through that hole like that was gonna help and of course francis would get angrier and try to get it so um so, yeah, there's not going to be any little kids putting their hands through the fence, unfortunately, because of that reason. Um, what the It has – yeah, it has just ruined – and then uh, – so Francis has not only had PTSD from getting attacked by dogs at the dog park when he was a puppy, but now when he was a puppy, he also was uh, watered with the water hose on several occasions by my neighbor, screamed at by my neighbor, uh, jabbed at by, by my neighbor – so now we just have to re- work really hard. Um, the other dogs don't really pay attention to the neighbors. They'll bark a little bit, but Francis is so uh, hesitant about everyone around us now because of that. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, and like the sprinklers and stuff, he can see the sprinklers and he's like, oh <clears throat> shit, they're trying to get some smoke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're working on it. <clears throat> so yeah, with people that don't really understand dogs or know how to act with dogs, they're usually the ones that get bitten or... Uh, not to say it's their fault or anything, but it's just how it goes. These they're animals. I mean, yeah, you have to learn just like we have to learn. But anyways, yeah, um, that's very true. Back in April of last year, I covered creepy dolls, and I highly suggest a re-listen. I uh, do apologize. There is some interference left in where there's like sizzling, and it has to do with the mic wire so forgive us for that but however it was very very fun to visit did that that it doesn't happen yeah it doesn't happen anymore i think it's because before i didn't have a flat surface to mount my uh mic holder or whatever my Mm -hmm. microphone thing and now it's laying flat so it doesn't sizzle as much but i'm pretty sure it was me that uh that wire was sizzling making that buzzing but uh, but yeah, other than that, that episode is still pretty solid, pretty funny. There is a jump scare uh, 33 minutes in. So if you weren't tempted to be scared by that episode before, I bet you have uh, your interest peaked by now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember what happened, but if you don't, go check it out. I don't remember what happened. 
I won't ruin it for everyone, but I'll tell you after we stop recording if you remind me. <laughs> um, well, <gasps> maybe I do remember. <laughs> it was a full on like scared moment, like of both of us catching our breath. Okay, I think I do remember now. <laughs> it was perfect for the episode. But anyway, um, <laughs> without further ado, here is Haunted Dolls Part 2. And um, right at the top, we're going to begin with Robert the doll. Uh. Mm-hmm. A boy named Eugene Robert Otto was gifted a handmade doll from a servant that worked for his parents. Gene and his new friend Robert were inseparable immediately. The home where they resided was built in the 1890s, titled The Artist's House at 534 Eaton Street. When Gene was 10, he awoke to find Robert sitting up at the foot of his bed, watching him sleep. That night, the whole friendly relationship took a violent turn. Gene's mother was woken up by her son's screams and furniture being throttled about. He screamed for help as she struggled to get the locked bedroom door open and thrashing continued inside. Finally, she broke in, finding Gene curled up, terrified in his bed, and Robert still sitting there watching him. Uh Uh-uh. Robert did it, he muttered, which would be repeated in the future countless times by Gene. Strange events continued to happen to the family, like overhearing Gene talk to, the, to Robert and hearing a voice respond back to their son, a voice they didn't recognize. Mm-mm. Hearing is one thing, but they began to witness him speak and see his facial expressions change. But wait, there's more. They could hear his giggling, and sometimes they would even catch a glimpse of him running up the stairs or looking out the window. Oh, my God. As he grew older and his parents passed, Gene Otto kept Robert safe and comfortable, even giving Robert his own room upstairs when he and his wife moved into his parents' home. His wife, Annie, was creeped out by Robert and couldn't quite explain the level of fear she had or why she had it. Gene conceded when she begged to put Robert in the attic. Displeased with the relocation, Robert would pace back and forth when they had company, devilishly giggling. Neighbor kids reported Robert would mock them in the window. When Gene learned of this, he went to check the window. Robert couldn't possibly be there. He was locked in the attic. But sure enough, as he opened the bedroom door, there was Robert in the rocking chair by the window. Gene tried time after time to keep Robert locked in the attic, but he would always find him in that chair by the window. Jean Otto passed away in 1974, and the new owner's daughter found Robert in the attic. At first, she was excited, but that soon turned dark when she told her parents he was alive and he wanted to hurt her. She would wake up crying out in fear, saying Robert was moving about the room. He was rehomed and lives in the East Martello Fort Museum. Years have passed, and guests continue to visit Robert and discuss his origins. Many believe it was the servant who gifted Robert that created the evil within the doll. Cursed with black magic, the doll came to life. Some say it was revenge for poor treatment of the house staff. His antics continued at the East Martello Museum, where people see him smirk, giggle, or even reach out and touch the glass case he is kept in. Visitors are encouraged to try and get a photo, should Robert allow it. Many report camera malfunctions up until leaving the museum, as Robert does not like being photographed. His owners have long passed, but Robert and his potential curse live on. (laughs) Absolutely not. A classic. So, moving on to our second is Peggy, the most anticipated one on the list, I'm sure. 
I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Peggy is a larger doll, but not life-size, I would say. Glassy blue eyes, blonde bob haircut. To date, over 80 cases have claimed chest pains, nausea, and debilitating headaches after merely seeing her photo. People even claim to have visions upon exposure to Peggy, seeing mental institutions and having anxiety. Jane Harris, who studies haunted dolls, has been sent Peggy after her owner claimed she was haunting her dreams. She sought help of a priest, but after two visits and and moving Peggy all about her home to satisfy her, she decided to give Peggy to an expert. She was desperate for answers after having hallucinations and a fever and found Harris's website. Harris and her team concluded that Peggy was possessed by the spirit of a woman born in 1946 London. This woman died of a chest condition, possibly asthma. Four different psychic mediums say she is restless, frustrated, and previously persecuted, possibly with ties to the Holocaust. The owner who passed Peggy along to Harris wasn't the only one tormented by it. Droves of people have come forward with similar accounts ranging from computer freezing when they pull up a photo to the temperature in the room dropping and light bulbs blowing out when her name is mentioned. Luckily, all Harris has to do is kindly ask Peggy to stop. Peggy... Mm -hmm can affect you in the moment or afterward coming to you in a dream. In one case, I know, could you imagine you like meet her and then she's in your dream? No, I don't want that. (laughs) In one case, a woman was warned by Peggy about one of her cats. And the next morning, the cat was ill and sadly passed away later that day. Oh my God. (laughs) Something else they learned about Peggy was her aversion to a crucifix necklace she was previously made to wear, which suggests she's not a Christian. Two of the mediums think that she might be Jewish. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't like it. It's ugly. Oh, God. That's she said, this ain't real gold. Anyways. <laughs> Two of the mediums think she might be Jewish. In an automatic writing session, she brought up the words star and David. So that's where they link the connection. And, of course, her aversion to crucifix. So... A developing medium named Lindy felt strange while trying to post and discuss things about Peggy online. When I commented my thoughts and feelings about Peggy, all of my comments were duplicated. No one else's, just mine. I tried commenting on other threads and nothing happened. But as soon as I went back to that one, the same thing happened. My dog started barking and my face became very hot and flushed. I felt like I wasn't alone. Oh, no. I ended up apologizing to Peggy as I felt maybe she disproved of us chatting about her and my symptoms stopped. Of course they did. Um, Yeah, but Harris says when people contact her about these incidents, taking Peggy into an isolation area and kindly asking her to stop tormenting strangers usually does the trick. With Peggy, it's not only while people are looking at her or watching her, it seems to be afterwards, too. We have been told she can affect people's dreams. She recently visited a lady in her dreams, warning her about one of her cats. The next morning, the lady found her cat very ill, and he sadly died that day. Although Harris has had many offers from other psychics to take Peggy off her hands, Harris and her pals at Haunted Dolls are hanging on to her for research. In order to do the work I do well, I have to approach each case as a skeptic initially and look for normal explanations for things. If it were one or two occasions that things were happening on, I could do that. But with Peggy, I know I just know there's something more. Just the other night, we held a session with her, and I made lots of notes as the pendulum was going crazy. The next morning, I couldn't find my notepad anywhere, and when I did find it, I couldn't even reach it. The notebook was later found on the beams of her basement ceiling. 
My husband had to use a ladder to get it. Many people who saw the picture felt she did not want me to tell people the information I had gained. Peggy has since joined the other oddities at Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I have had the pleasure of meeting her thrice. Hmm. Oh, that's correct. So I guess if you're respectful to her, she uh, real recognizes real, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) She dabbed it up up in there. Oh my gosh. Fist bump. I said fist bump, Peggy, and she gave me a fist bump. Now I'm just playing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, I'm going to mention one I hadn't even heard myself before. I'm going to go over to horrorobsessive.com. Um, let's talk about Norman. You ever heard of Norman? Norman Bates. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Where is it? There he is. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Norman. Paranormal investigator Stephen Lancaster and his girlfriend Christina purchased a vintage Maddie Mattel doll from an antique shop in North Carolina in 2016. Lancaster documented the experiences that he, Christina, and Christina's daughter Hannah experienced in his book, Norman, The Doll That Needed to Be Locked Away. Maddie Mattel was Mattel's toy company's mascot from the 50s to the 70s. The doll was sold during the 60s. Lancaster stumbled upon the doll in an odd wooden box with a I, what the, Fleur de Lis design and scratch marks on the outside. He noticed that it had a lock that was broken off. He pried it open in the store and found the doll. The shop's owners were reluctant to sell the doll and told them the story behind it. The doll was brought into the shop in 2014. The Maddie doll was purchased during the 60s for a pregnant woman who was due to have twins. However, one twin didn't survive. The woman went home with the Maddie doll and her newborn daughter. The twin who didn't survive was a son. Eventually, the woman died in a fire. Her daughter and Maddie were the only survivors. Lancaster thinks that the spirit of the unborn twin took possession of the Maddie doll and has grown up inside of it. Oh my god. Lancaster used scientific methods in his approach to Maddie, who he renamed Norman after Psycho's Norman Bates. Oh, I there knew you it. Icon legend Norman Bates. After experiencing unusual activity, he and Christina purchased surveillance equipment to capture the bizarre phenomena. He recorded Norman's temperature rapidly dropping to degrees and exhibited abnormal electrical activity. He and Christina's dogs also avoided the doll. Their house had an inexplicable infestation of bugs and rodents, then abruptly stopped. Norman Norman was also captured moving on film. Lancaster also claims that Christina's grandson seemed to be obsessed with Norman. In an odd twist, Lancaster writes that Christina revealed Hannah was supposed to have had a twin brother. She got into a car accident while pregnant and the male twin died, so she had been in the same situation as Maddie's previous owner. Paranormal investigator Rosemary Gilly wrote in the foreword to the book that dolls become haunted because they become deposits for residual energy from being handled. When a doll is owned by someone who is experiencing traumatic events, the doll can become charged. As in some previous cases of haunted dolls, it's natural to question why only certain people seem to experience the phenomena. According to Gilly and Lancaster, a haunted or charged doll can become dormant. Being in an environment where the people are in or have experienced similar circumstances as the owner can reactivate the doll, as the original owner can reactivate the doll. Could Norman have been reactivated because of Christina's situation? Mm. 
his activities. Ooh. Other phenomena that they experience include Norman moving around by himself, mysterious knocking on the door in the middle of the night, six phantom 911 calls, which brought police and eventually the sheriff, thankfully a very open-minded sheriff, to their house, mysterious gunshots for which he did not find spent for which he did find spent shell 22 caliber bullet casings. Oh my god. And the words I know appearing on a fogged up mirror. Oui. A shadow figure also manifested and appeared in the mirror. Ooh. Lancaster claims that when he tried to sell Norman on an auction site, the buyer never received him. The post office was unable to track the package and couldn't explain why. Norman eventually appeared back at the post office marked return to sender. Eventually, Lancaster and Christina gave Norman a room of his own, which remains locked from the outside with a sign that reads authorized personnel only. They filled the room with toys, games, and a TV always tuned into animated shows. Sometimes they hear knocks on the walls and a child laughing. Lancaster currently has a website and a YouTube channel that features videos of Norman. He's also published a sequel to his book, Norman 2, The True Story of a Possessed Doll's Revenge, published in 2020. Mm. Mm -hmm. There you go, Norman. He's famous. All right. The way you said that sounded like, have you ever (laughs) seen Norbit? (laughs) No, I actually haven't, but it's on my list. If I ever want to laugh. It is fucking hilarious i love that movie um it's extremely offensive but like what can i say sometimes that makes me laugh it was a different as they say it was a different time yes as they say 2008 (laughs) was a different time it really was jesus everything's moving you know what i thought of the other day this is gonna sound so whacked out but i feel like the 90s are repeating themselves yeah, exactly. that is very uh, – or, like, I can see it. That's true, yeah. That's why I can definitely Real see quick. that. I'm sure that's happened multiple times. I feel like I sent this to you, but I don't know. But it was a TikTok of this guy, like, explaining how, like, the amount of years that have to go by before history actually does repeat itself is, like, getting shorter. And then, like, he brought up examples of the past when, like, big wars happened and then what happened to the economy and then what happened to the people and then, like, what happened socially. And, like, there's, like, repeating patterns every, like, 20 years, 40 years, 60 years. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's shortening because of the internet, first of all, because we could always just reach back and, like, all of a sudden everybody wants to be a freaking pilgrim. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Or they (laughs) – the way the planet is going, we're all going to be pilgrims. So I just (laughs) rephrase. (laughs) <laughs> all natural uh, it's almost like we can like time travel in real time anyways that was that was my most fucking favorite thing that you've ever said. <laughs> i'm sober everyone i'm sober i swear oh uh, that's, that's i mean it's true though <clears throat> fucking targets trying to take us back to fucking 1700s Oh, with their fucking mean? pioneer women oh, dresses. Oh, dresses. <laughs> yep. When those, because I had to unbox those when we first got them a few years ago, and I was like, hello, am I missing something? Like, <laughs> is this little house on the prairie? Or, I that mean, is, no hate. Dude, they still but... have shit like that. Like, oh, yeah. It's yep. weird. It's really weird. But mm. maybe they're. Um, Trying to be accommodating to the fundamental oh, Mormon. Mormons, the fundamentalists out there. There you go. But they don't have time to be making their own dresses anymore. <laughs> they want them to get in there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like that. 
I like that. I mean, there's a lot of oh, there's a lot of women. I'm sure that don't that they like those dresses. So hey, no. Hate, oh no, no yeah. Hate. I went to a <laughs> hocus pocus party on Friday. Ooh, I wanted to ask you about that. It was so much fun. I haven't um, seen it. Yet. And there was a lady wearing one of those dresses. Iconic. Not even shitting. I see and the appeal. It made her look exactly like I pictured that dress would make anyone look like. Like, mm-hmm. there's sometimes where things on the rack look completely different on somebody, but nope, that shit looked. There you go. It made her look like a fucking pioneer woman. And I was like, wow. You know who needs that dress? The girl that killed that wolf or, you know, dog. Oh, shit. With that bun. With that bun with working that hard. Bun. Double time. Okay, moving on. I couldn't find very much on this one, but it did intrigue me considering it tried to kill its owner. Oh. The old man puppet. And no, I'm not talking about that dumbass Jeff Dunham. Nobody come to me with oh, that. Dude, oh, okay, wait, pause. <laughs> Another small tangent. Yeah. I fucking used to love that motherfucker. And yeah. I have not seen his stand-up in like 15 years. I fucking tried to watch it the other day and I literally could not. I just, I couldn't. And I also tried to watch uh, Jeff Foxworthy for some reason. Not funny. <laughs> not funny at all. I was like, What's next, the cable guy? Dude, Jeremy was like, they're all the fucking same. Like his favorite one, if he had to pick one, is like Ron White. And that mm. motherfucker is pretty offensive. But <clears throat> like yeah. the other ones are just not funny. Like they're just... I have no idea how the appeal was ever there because it's I just. Guess the, I think with comedians, a lot of times what's funny is like relatable, like comedy, I guess. I guess. Like they I just use the same old, like fucking Adam Sandler's movies are the same too. Oh, like, yeah. He's the same guy in every. Yeah. Thing. Like I just, their humor is still stuck in like the fucking 50s. Like. Oh, they're still doing the same kind of comedy. You didn't yeah, tell me that like part. oh, you better, yeah, mm-hmm. I better watch it. Got, yeah, I got to make sure my wife knows before. You know, it's just stupid yeah, shit. I, like, yeah, that's like, hilarious. Okay, we. I guess our sense of humor has evolved, but I guess uh, so. I guess that's. <laughs> I guess that might be it because it's just not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it. I just feel like I'm watching like grumpier old men or whatever. You know, like. Do you have any fave? comedians i have a few um <clears throat> yeah there are a few so i can't remember their names off the top of my head but we've been watching a lot of stand-up lately and it's pretty funny that's awesome yeah. my go-to's are cat williams george lopez gabriel iglesias and eliza from all those netflix specials oh my god I that blonde lady her. yeah she is hysterical she does hunter does fucking, not find her funny is it a goblin yes gather around the snapchat children dude she's fucking funny i like her (laughs) i surprisingly really like nick kroll he's fucking funny oh i've seen a few clips of that guy too he has a stand-up that just came out on netflix and i think it was recent and uh he's really fucking funny and there's another dude so hard too they're just they're fucking funny i don't know but anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We no, went off. No, no worries. We need it because it's about to get real serious up in here with this creepy puppet. <clears throat> I'm going to head over to metro.co.uk. 
um, for the old man puppet, creepy puppet that choked former owner caught moving on camera. And I will post this video. It's a little bit like mm, not so – it's not so scary because like his head doesn't move or anything, but like one of his little prop things is moving. So I'll be posting that to see what y'all think about it. But um, paranormal investigator Jane Harris, here she is again. She's famous. From Starbridge filmed the old man doll. Um, as you recall, she does the haunted dolls studies um, in her, uh, I guess, house. Does she live with these or does she keep the dolls off? Okay. Anyways, I wouldn't want to be keeping all these dolls in my house, but props to her. Um, so she filmed the old man doll every night for three months using a timed night vision camera after its previous owner claimed it tried to choke him to death. The footage, which comes with promise that it is a 100% genuine uh, piece of footage, it shows the puppet's operating cross slowly moving upright and then nudge into a glass pane of the sealed box. Jane took the doll last November and keeps it in a glass container blessed by holy water. So his little um, thing that's connected to the strings, the cross, that's what was moving. He was trying to lift himself up. So Jane of the HD Paranormal said, I've never had anything as exciting as this. I've caught pictures of mists, orbs, and shadows, but nothing as physical as this video evidence. Normally you expect to see an orb or a shadow, but as soon as I saw a bit of movement and a glint from the metal hooks, it made me jump and I knew we'd recorded something important. She added, for us, there's no point in faking your evidence as it's only tricking yourself. This footage is real. Ugh. So yeah, I will be mm-hmm. posting that. And uh, he looks like Ben Franklin. Like he looks like a little Ben Franklin puppet. He's not very threatening on his own, but if he's moving without anybody touching him, that's something else. Uh, yeah, I don't. Nope. <laughs> Dolls, I cannot do. Um, the owner wishes to be called John, and he had in- inherited the puppet after his father died, and he believes that there are spirits attached to the doll. So let's see if Jane Harris comes up with anything else. I'm not sure if she ever get like gives the dolls back or when she's done studying them, if she just keeps them, but interesting. Fuck all um, of that. For real though. There's been several on that show that I told you about, um, Paranormal Caught on Camera. Mm-hmm. There's been several of them that mm-hmm. are on there, like doll videos like moving and <laughs> it's so unnatural, like dude which i mean and, of course some they could put like a piece of thread and like pull the doll but still like it still looks right yeah <laughs> but there's some that like okay so do you remember the doll island in mexico that did you talk yes about not yet that might have to oh. be on part three because there's a lot to say about that one okay well there's that place well there was a video on that show of these guys going there and some of these dolls are encapsulated in like a fucking mm-hmm. I don't it's like a tomb, but you can see there's like glass, so you can see inside. Mm-hmm. And um one of the fucking this dude was like videoing it and he was like talking to the doll, and she fucking moved inside the thing and it's closed. <sighs> While he's talking, she fucking moved like twice. Like, I mean, like, really Mm -hmm. moved, not like just like, oh, she might have, like, it might have been like whatever, like, movement, like, vibrations moved her. No, Mm -hmm. she fucking straight up moved. And then there was another one too that moved that wasn't encased in anything, but 
I was like, holy shit. Like, it literally looked like it was getting up. Like, it was about to, like, Ew. get up and touch oh, the no, fucking... Oh, no, no, Did those yeah. guys fucking run away? Yeah, they did. And they're <laughs> screaming, puta madre, and all this shit. And, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I was laughing my ass off because I just, like... it was they just, were so scared. Yes, but it, I would have fucking shut myself. Like, I would have just... I would have not too. known what the fuck... But honestly, I would have stayed there because they say there's a lot of spiders that like hollowed out some of those dolls. So there's probably a big ass spider operating that thing. Oh my God. <laughs> that like is even robot. worse. <laughs> what if what if all these spiders like evolved and like inhabited the dolls and all the dolls could get up and like walk around and shit? Stop. They, have, they got eight legs. They can operate hands, feet, all kinds of stuff in there. Stop it. <laughs> that is a really scary idea though. That's like creepy. even creepier than it being haunted. Like <laughs> honestly, yeah. When I see videos of people walking into the into where all the little dolls are kept <clears throat> on the island, there's a bunch of spiders everywhere. Like especially at night when they shine the light, you can just see a bunch of glowing eyes. And oh like, no, I would yeah. not go there just for that fact alone. That's what I, I would be covered head to toe. That's when I would wear one of those dresses. <laughs> <laughs> beekeeper with a dress like a hazmat yeah like a hazmat suit <laughs> <laughs> nothing's getting under these sleeves oh shit speaking of i was fucking i'm so lucky that i'm not i'm not you know better than anyone because i'm not as scared of spiders that's not what i'm saying but i was right next to this light that um is i guess it's like a light fixture you know how the i don't know how to explain it but there was a spider inside of my light and he was moving around in there, and I, I was right next to my head was right next to the light while I was painting no. um, a wall in, in the closet. And I, I was like, "Oh, there's a bunch of dead bugs in this thing." I tapped it. He started doing a little dance in there. No, I was like, first of all, how are you in there, and how are you still alive in there?" Absolutely. So I got to unscrew that and let him out. It was a big one too, long legs. Oh, anyways, my- <sighs> I only freaked out a little bit, and I need to stop. Uh, talking about not being scared because the more I talk about not being scared of bugs the more they catch me off guard and they test me they test me I feel bad that I had to flick one the other day I had to flick a Katie did off my new plant because he was eating my leaf I said how dare you get the fuck my plant yeah he was huge I flicked him I felt bad Katie did are fucking scary looking those will bite you grasshoppers not so intimidating Katie did's mean oof I flicked them. I said, get off my new plant. The fuck you think you're doing? Vinegrins and Katie Dids are different, right? Ooh. Yeah, those got fat asses. Vinegrins look kind of like um, scorpion. Oof. Okay. I'm starting my skin. Is- <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and then there's these cave crickets. Those also look different. Cave, cave crickets. crickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to be having to eat them one day, so... Shut Everybody your mouth. Like the girl excited. from uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. She's eating all those spiders. Oh, fuck. Ew. You said painting that wall. It's protein. Oh, yeah. When I was painting the wall. Ooh. There's all kinds of stuff. And then I feel bad. I've been having to knock down webs because Hunter doesn't like them, obviously. It looks bad. Like there's a lot of webs under my deck, so I need to get rid of them. But I just feel bad doing it. Those are people's homes. Not people, but spiders. I was about to say. Um... <laughs> <laughs> they worked so hard. They're just watching me shaking their head like, wow. You that's do how us my like that? front porch looks. <laughs> it's part of the weird. Halloween decorations. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been telling Jeremy. Like, just in time for Halloween. Just leave them. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so I think the next star on the list, I'm not going to lie, is probably the scariest one on the list to me. Like personally, I find this one the most scariest and I just found out about it today. I had to throw it in because, oh, oh my God. Good. Should I prepare um, accordingly? Should yes, I, definitely. Especially for the, the video. I should send you the video. <laughs> I should send you the video so you can, yeah, no, you should watch this while video. we're, that way we're on here while you're watching it. Oh, Ooh, just so God. that I can scream for the public? Exactly. So, the disturbing tale of Mr. Fritz, the haunted ventriloquist dummy. I'm going to danbaines.com because this guy, he also collects things, and this is one of his favorite attractions. <clears throat> and then, yeah, I'll find a video and post that for y'all because this guy is very active, even though he's only a head. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. So, um... Let's see. Here we go. A well-known World War II military dealer in Liverpool approached Michael at a festival they were both working at over the summer. And this Michael person is, uh, he keeps all these items in his museum. And he had seen Michael's traveling exhibition of oddities and thought that Mr. Fritz would fit in perfectly. Mr. Fritz was discovered in an antiques mall in Myrtle Beach, USA. And once the dealer heard of the connection with a German POW camp, he felt compelled to buy him and bring him to the UK. And that's when things started to happen. The dealer, who wishes to remain anonymous, first started to notice something strange when he put Mr. Fritz on display in his showroom. He would lock up for the night and come back in the morning to discover that Mr. Fritz's display case door was wide open. And even after it had been firmly shut, every night it would be shut, yet every morning it would be open again. Then things started to take a more uncanny turn. Mr. Fritz would sometimes have his eyes open when they were normally closed, and his mouth would also change position. The dealer tried to think of obvious explanations for such um, things as humidity, a breeze, or even going as far as to think that a mouse may have made a nest in his head. Like the spiders? Anyways. <clears throat> On closer inspection, he discovered it was neither of these things. Day after day, the door continued to open and he finally taped it shut. The following day, he returned to find the tape peeled back and the door open once more. He finally removed Mr. Fritz from the showroom and placed him in the garden shed where he stayed for another six months. His children then reported hearing laughter from the shed as they played in the garden and nobody would dare go near it. Mr. Fritz had to go. As soon as Michael adopted the lonesome remains of Mr. Fritz, he placed him in the freak room and immediately things started to happen. The door started to open. At first it was once or twice a week, but soon the door opened every night without fail. He even discovered one morning that the display case was not only open, but had moved six inches across the table. Mm -mm. Curiosity finally got the better of Michael and he set up a GoPro camera to monitor Mr. Fritz. As you might imagine, a doll that was made to entertain people was not camera shy, and the following footage was shot over two nights in September of 2019. Um, but what is the story behind Mr. Fritz? A small handwritten note that accompanied the eerie doll explained that he was originally a ventriloquist doll who was used to entertain allied POWs during World War II in Stalag uh, 2B between 1943 and 1945. Stalag 2B was a German POW camp situated 2.4 kilometers west of the village of Hammerstein in Poland. In 1933, it was established as one of the first Nazi concentration camps and was used to house German communists. 
In late September of 1939, the camp was changed to a POW camp to house Polish soldiers, and in August of 1943, the first American prisoners arrived, having been taken prisoner in the Tunisian campaign. Over 600 U.S. POWs were held in Stalag to be an Life was harsh, consisting of long days of hard labor on neighboring farms with meager meager rations. Prisoners tried to overcome these hardships by educating themselves and staging entertainments such as musicals and comedy. Among the prisoners was enough energy to entertain the private Billy Booth, who had been a children's entertainer and puppeteer before the war started. He had made Mr. Fritz with German newspapers soaked in potato starch and painted him with a smuggled pot for pink gloss of pink gloss that a Polish farmer had given him, which had been used to paint the daughter's cot. For almost 18 months, Billy Booth and Mr. Fritz entertained the prisoners of Stalag to be with in-jokes and songs. He was so good that even some of the German guards found him funny. But unfortunately, on 14th of January 1945, two weeks before the camp was liberated, Billy and nine other U.S. POWs were taken into a field, made to dig a large pit, and shot for not working hard enough. When the camp was finally liberated on the 28th of January, 1945, Mr. Fritz was taken back to the U.S. by a fellow prisoner and given to Billy Booth's family as a reminder of their son's fortitude and his ability to raise morale in the harshest conditions. Lest we forget, how Mr. Fritz ended up in a U.S. antiques mall is not known, but did Billy Booth's family give him away or was he thrown out for being too lively? These things we will never know. All we know is that what remains of Billy Booth's creation is safely tucked away in Michael Diamond's freak room, where he shall remain for the unforeseeable future, and if Billy wants to open Mr. Fritz's cabinet every now and again to reminisce days gone by, then Michael doesn't have a problem with that. (laughs) That's so sad. Oh my god. Yeah, with so much emotion attached, I'm not surprised that he's moving like this. And um, like I said, guys, I will be posting videos, so check it out. It's pretty eerie. Um, the strings have to be pulled. I mean, it's they, that's what's creepier about puppets to me is that the strings have to be pulled for any kind of movement in the face or anything. So I'll be posting that so we can all think for ourselves. Hmm. Uh, um. Yeah, so he has seen some shit, that Mr. Fritz, and I just feel bad for the emotional connection he must have had to his creator for it to have been such a handmade doll. Mm. Uh Uh-uh, that's, nope. That's a big old nope for me. I'll save some big hitters for next time, but uh, Patty Reed's doll is making her rounds on the internet right now, too. I'm going to head over to hauntedrooms.co.uk and uh, let's read about Patty Reed's doll. Poor Patty's doll. She had to cope with a lot. Whilst she isn't known to be haunted, she's definitely a scary doll for sure. She's quite difficult to look at and the expression on her face makes you think that she's definitely seen a lot. As the story goes, Patty's family, the Donner family, were cannibals They ended up getting stuck in a snowstorm and turned to eating the only things they could, leather, mice, and eventually each other. Patty's doll was witness to the clan eating each other, and although they they and the doll ended up back in San Jose, it's fair to say that the poor doll was witness to a lot of atrocities. It's now on display in Sacramento if you want to witness a bit of creepy American history. Oh my! So yeah, Patty Reed's doll... um, that means if the family made it all the way to San Jose, they really did uh, have to eat all some people. All the way to San Jose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the Donner Party is a is an interesting story in itself, too. 
Um, some other podcasts have covered that. If y'all are into like cannibalism and stuff, desperation of humanity. Anyways, so Patty Reed's doll is on display for that reason. And now we turn to wrapping up with the American doll conspiracy theory that's also making its rounds on TikTok specifically at the moment. Over on Newsweek.com, American Girl Doll Universe Theory Goes Viral, Complicated Implications. And this was uh, posted by Emma Nolan on September 22nd this year, 2022. A theory surrounding the universe of the American Girl Dolls has gone viral with one Twitter user joking about its complicated implications. A meme account with the username Clit Clitteridge with uh, K's yeah, has questioned how one doll, Courtney, is able to own another doll, Molly, and speculated that the company's founder is a witch in an absurdist take that has delighted internet users. The fact that American Girl doll Courtney, 1986, owns a Molly, 1944, doll, has complicated implications for the American Girl universe, and it's about time we have unpacked them. Uh, the initial tweet had clocked up more than 17,000 likes at the time of publishing. Uh, She continued, here's what we know. One, Courtney does not know she is an American girl, despite knowing the girls exist. And two, Courtney does not believe her Molly McIntyre doll is based on a real person. Founded by Pleasant T. Rowland, Rowland, American girl dolls were created because she believed that dolls with different backstories could help influence young children. With the historical dolls from different time periods came inspirational books and movies. Other than the historical figures, they've added customizable dolls as well as more decades. The American girl experience is more than just a collection of toys. It is a collection of magical moments filled with goodness, moments that will nourish a little girl's spirit, send her imagination soaring, and make her dreams come true, Roland said. The thread goes on to joke that Roland is a witch who put the spirits of real children in the dolls. Once the spirit of the girl is fully incorporated into the doll, all memories of her would disappear from those who knew her. This is why Courtney has never heard of a Molly McIntyre, even though in 1986 she should be alive and well at only 52 years old. The thread continues. Newsweek has contacted the American Girl Company uh, for comment. Boy, did that take a turn, joked one commenter, while another added, fantastic horror story must read. So yeah, American Girl Dolls made headlines recently when the company's stance on the Supreme Court went viral and it delighted fans in the days following the repeal of Roe v. Wade. Um, Interesting. But I just thought that was so funny that that they're trying to say that she is a witch. Because there was more to it than, than that's in the article, but I'm sure that would be considered slander, so I guess the article couldn't publish what's in the actual mm-hmm. TikTok, but I might send that to you separately because uh, she went back and traced some kind of line of witches to the American Girl doll creator. So that's where I thought that was kind of interesting to tie it in here. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eerie. I used to like and the then, books. Yeah. I never got the dolls though. I'm wondering if I ever read any of the books too because I feel like they used to throw those in to like Chick-fil-A kids meals or something. What? The little – you never had those little books that would come with your kids meal at Chick-fil-A? I legitimately never had (laughs) Chick-fil-A until about 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Just kidding. Yeah, so I never got (laughs) the little kid shit. Well, now you can get an adult – McDonald's kids meal or you know I adult did meal. I see that. 
<laughs> you know who got yeah. one? Who? Amen. Just try to guess. Uh, Jeremy? No. Amen. Kelly? No. I don't know. <laughs> Jessica? You. Jessica did. Which one? Sanchez. Sanchez? Well. Sanchez. <laughs> Sanchez? <laughs> yes. uh, was it worth? Did she get, what? which toy did she get? Um. Oh, fuck me. I can't remember. Actually, you know what? No, she didn't. <laughs> she wanted one. They're all sold out. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet the people at the drive-thru window are so over it. <laughs> They're like, okay. I can almost guarantee that they are. <laughs> poor, poor, poor things. Um, we all have a bit of nostalgia for childhood, and whether it be dolls, toys, happy meals, it's nice to 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 interact with that part of ourselves every now and again. Mm-hmm. I am so excited to post these videos to creep y'all out because, man, there's something about inanimate objects moving that just really gets the spooky in the air. It's time to get spooky yuki. Everybody clap your hands. Okay, enough of that. Stop it. Somebody stop me before I keep going. Um that was Haunted Dolls Part Two. We have much in store for the remainder of our favorite spooky month. And uh you'll have to catch up with us next week to see what we've got in store for you. Don't forget to share our podcast with your friends and family. DM us any spooky stories that you want us to share this spooky season and uh, give us a review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the platform will allow you to because we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, guys. So did we give you the creeps? <laughs> <laughs>